hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us for season 19. <laughs> I don't have my mic on. No. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 19, episode 6 of Happy Tech Service Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. My name is Bill. I'm Stork. Put the in the center. Tell me what to do. At least mine was on. It was. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> I'm going to cover up my intoxicate. In- intoxicate. Put it down between the between the. I guess they're girls. I don't know what they are. Are they? Sternum. Put it near the sternum. Yeah. No, I don't have girls. Okay, well. <laughs> girls. <laughs> boys. My pecs. They're not boys either. I don't know what to call them. On pecs. My pectorals. Pecs. Okay. You know what to call them? Yeah. Workouter. Mm-hmm. In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast... Well, they're peck-adjacent. They're kind of... They are. Remus, or Ramus, asks for some mystery, murder mystery help. Peck insulation. Andreas gives us a glimpse into another gaming culture. Axel asks about character development in a condensed or intense session. And Ryan sends us a GM confession. But before we begin... This episode of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast is sponsored by EasyRollerDice.com. Woohoo! Love those guys. It, I, it, it's, it's, a, it's unrequited love. It is. I love them so much. <laughs> it's requited. They love it is, us. It is requited. It is requited. It's sloppy. It is, There's kind so of. Much yeah. It's a little bit of sloppy love there. So the guys at EasyRollerDice.com... But the good kind of sloppy. They have a special deal going for their metal dice sets. Just just for Happy Jacks listeners. Mm-hmm. You won't find this code anywhere else. So go to easyrollerdice.com mm-hmm. and you can get a set of metal dice at a 15% discount. What? 15%. It's crazy. It's crazy. Or 15% discounts. Yeah. Or three 5% discounts. Yes. Although the math is a little different. Yeah. So you got use the the uh Sales code or the the mm-hmm. coupon code sale one five. Mm-hmm. It can be uppercase or lowercase because mm-hmm. they know it confuses us here. Yeah, put that in a checkout and you'll get fifteen percent off any order of metal dice. And this also includes the metal dice sets and the and the super cool gunmetal set. The gunmetal set, yeah. which are crazy so cool. cool. Yeah. Those are awesome. I bought a set of those for Elspeth for for uh, Christmas. Does it include? Legendary copper. Legendary copper. I'm not sure. It might. It might. If they're there Stu. and they're metal. Stu, 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 yes. Stu. I have a question, Stu. Yes. Is it sale S A I L? No. Or sale S A L E. S A L E. S A L E one five. Sale fifteen. Like buying sale. That's right. Badass. So and, the, and so and this includes all of the metal sets, including the, the gunmetal series. And so go to easyrollerdice.com and use the code. Sale one five at checkout. There'll be a direct link in the show notes to where all of the metal dice are, mm-hmm. so you can go in and just Excellent. click and add to your shopping cart all the metal dice you want to your heart's desire, and then enter the code and bam, there you go. And while you're there, they've got the cool dice trays. That's right. And they've got the the the. The little mini maps. I've actually grown to love the dice tray. Never used them before. I know. Grown to love it. Yep. Stuff doesn't fall out. And right. also, it's kind of neat. Kind of, if you have a, like a nice tabletop <coughs> and you're buying the gunmetal dice, oh yeah, you kind of want to have. Yeah, the dice you should tray. just put a dice tray into the the basket. Yeah. at the same time. And I think I gave all you guys uh, uh-huh. a gunmetal six sider. Yes, did. for yep. uh, for Christmas. They were awesome. 
Yes. And if you buy the four-sided gunmetal dice, make sure it stays on the table, because... Oh, yeah. You'll find it. Oh, that'll put you to the hospital right there. That's right. And don't throw them at players. No. No. Unless you you mean bodily harm. Yes. And then it's a great weapon. Especially the four-sider. Yes. Even the six. Yeah. Very sharp. So thank you very much. I'm fairly sure David killed Goliath with one of the 20-siders. Yes, probably. In a sling. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know if they had 20s. It may have been a 12. They may have gotten that technology. Biblically epic. Got a critical hit with it? Heck yeah. yeah. The 20 right on his yeah. crinkly Goliath forehead. Yeah, but all you can see is the 1. That's, the 20 That's true. Sure. That's true. So thank you very much to EasyRollerDice.com. Remember the code SALE15. SALE! Woo-woo. We appreciate their support. And if you'd like to support the show, go buy some dice. Yep. Thank you very much. EasyRollerDice.com. Uh, now I want to read uh, uh, the first email. I'd like to go through that first, but we have even, be- just, even t- before people know how to get a hold of us. Oh well, I'll, I don't need to do the email right now. We have I have such a backlog. No, but of social media. Okay, yeah. Uh, right? you, if you you'd know. like to find us on Twitter, you can go to Happy Jacks RPG, all one word, and we're also on uh, the Instagrams, Happy Jacks RPG, all one word, mm-hmm. and you can listen to the show live. HappyJacks.org slash Twitch or HappyJacks.org slash YouTube. You can see us there too. And you can see us with the face mics. That's right. It's fantastic. And if you have Twitch and YouTube up at the same time, there's a bit of a delay with YouTube. Yes. Twitch is much more instantaneous. It's twitchy. I discovered that. Snappy. Yeah. Checking to see if I was logged into both and it was like, da 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 da. It was sort of weird. It was really cool. And and we've been super excited because Twitch is kind of right now for us blown up. It's awesome. Yeah. Made a big plea on all of our social media and like calling people personally and going to the local store and tacking up those like next to the lost cat posters. Like, right. please follow us on Twitch. And uh, we were like in the mid 500s now, yep. which is awesome. Yeah, so, we're super excited about that. So and we, thank you. And we got turned into a Twitch affiliate as well. Yes. yes. And um, that's still being set up. Right, mm-hmm. which is great. And uh, and we also love all of our continuing and growing dedicated podcast listeners. Yes. yes. As well. So Absolutely. Uh, and, oh, and something that I, that I need to uh, continue to tell people, which I keep forgetting about, all of our actual plays, if you watch them on Twitch, you'll see the D&D show on Sunday nights during fair, and then the, on alternate Mondays we have the um, um, the Masks game and also the um, Riffs, Savage, Savage Riffs game. Yeah. Um, all of those are available in a separate podcast feed, Happy Jacks RPG Actual Play. Mm-hmm. So if you, go, if you go to iTunes or whatever your podcatcher is, or Google Play or whatever, and put in Happy Jacks RPG Actual Play you'll find that you can subscribe to those and get the audio feed for all of those games. They're all in one feed, all there for mm-hmm. your consumption. Mm. Awesome. Thank you. And I just let me, let me just briefly say that when I got home from fair on last Saturday night, mm-hmm. there was a care package waiting from, for me. For us. A care for package? Us, for us. Communal. A care package. What? Uh, and I, and we'll, we'll talk about it after we do our first email. But- all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you'd like to support the show on Patreon, go to uh, <coughs> patreon.com slash srvenable or happyjacks.org slash Patreon. Yeah. We are at the 150 mark right now. When it reaches 200, um, we're going to be uh, creating and releasing more of the... Uh, GM briefing. GM briefing. Yeah. So Stu's very pumped for that, so keep right. pushing. We I've also released a bunch of new, different uh, stuff lately, so if you haven't gone to the page recently, go check it out. There's cool new yep. stuff there. And we have a schedule. 
That's right. Schedule with the and articles. We have every, a lot of people contributing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from our from our stable of <laughs> game masters. Our herd. Our herd of game masters. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to be coming up with other cool stuff to yeah. do for Patreon. Yep. Yeah, and all that money. Well. Yeah, and all that money goes to us making the podcast, the stream, all the stuff better. That's right. So now, now, so, so thank you. I if, got, you're, if you're a Patreon, if you're a Patreon you. supporter, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, huge loves. Uh, so this box is sitting on my front porch, and last Saturday. Um, I looked at the box, and the origin is from a place where people are not accustomed to 100-degree days in April. Mm. Or ever. Mm. Or ever. Nebraska? Uh, no. Uh, it Minnesota? Was, uh, no, it's from our some of our Scandinavian listeners. Oh, Minnesota, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> no, no, like the real Scandinavian mm-hmm. OS, original Scandinavian. Oh, like Laza Meadows. What? <laughs> wow, no one knows where you're going. No, now, man. <laughs> no one. That was the first Viking settlement in North America. Like Sweden. Oh, right. Those guys. Yeah. yeah. That's where my grandfather's from. Yeah, all right. Okay. But, um, and Malmö. I, I immediately unpacked it, and I put everything that had chocolate in it in the refrigerator <laughs> so it would <laughs> solidify because it right. was sacks of liquid chocolate. <laughs> Neat. It was thinner than Hershey's chocolate syrup. I That's speak okay. from experience. Awesome. It should still be fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, it will be misshapen. That's okay. But it's like, it's like us. Just it's like misshapen, us. but still like. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go through this as we go through the the show because there was actually quite a bit of stuff, and I'm excited about some of it. <laughs> a little leery about <laughs> yeah, some of it as well. I'm scared like hell. And about I have some to say, where's the where's the the cheese cheese knife? Oh, here's oh, the yeah. cheese knife. This was included in it, the cheese knife, um, but the box was open sitting on the porch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if if there was cheese in it, if it's rolling around in the back of a. Um, Delivery post truck. truck, yeah. I don't know. Customs took it because uh, smuggling cheese is a, an offense or something. Cheese or smugglers. maybe maybe somebody maybe it's the very possible somebody came up to your porch was like, oh, I wonder what's in this box. Like some people that steal like, packages oh, I don't want this. and they oh, open up and like, oh, cheese. I don't even know what the hell all this stuff is, but that looks like cheese, right? So I'll take it. It's that cheese, grommet, freaking cheese thieves. Anyway, we're gonna we'll we'll, we'll do those in a little bit. Uh, this is an urgent murder mystery help, and this email came from. From February. Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think if you want to send me an, I know I say to say urgent in the in the subject line. It's just that sometimes I'm a little in a hurry when I'm organizing my email box, and I'm thinking maybe some asterisks might make it stick urgent, out. Urgent, all caps, three asterisks ahead of three exclamation and points. And yeah, like like like, yeah. like asterisk 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 urgent. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. With the two little at symbols, so it looks like eyes looking at it, like, yes. Stu, look at it. Wait, i got to write right. this down. Uh, Start again. And then, <laughs> and then you dumb fuck Stu. Yeah. Right. Maybe put that right. in there as well. That might because, be good. Because I miss, I, I, if I see them, I try to make sure that they get to the front of the line. Right. But I, I'm going through the old emails like, oh, oh, that's urgent. Oh, f- or you could just say, or if you start it, the, if the subject line is, saw you on Grinder. dot, 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 still open that one up. Uh, right away. Super fast. Right away. Uh, greetings, Stu and the Douche Knots. This game will likely be run in two weeks. Uh, oops. Sorry. And I have very little extra time to prep, so anything you guys have <laughs> to say to help out is most appreciated. <laughs> this All is right. from Remus or Ramus. Ramus? Ramus? Romulus? Well, I'm sure it's Remus and how quickly we've answered it. R A E M U S. Are oh. we in the. Har Relax. Do you want to open a cookie you now? Want to open one now? No, it's fine. I'll wait. Go. Dinner. You want monkey balls? Keep reading. Okay. My main questions are: I want monkey balls. 
What is the best way to put together a good whodunit that makes the characters even suspect each other? What are the pitfalls that must be avoided? What would be the best archetype for a villain big bad guy to keep the game light-hearted? And then he has the particulars of his situation. I'll read the short version first, and then we'll decide if we need the long version. Okay. I'm about to run a murder mystery game set at a magical hot spring resort in a fantasy exalted setting. A fantasy, quote, exalted setting. The PCs are here along with the rest of the members of the house that have recently passed their coming-of-age personal quests. They will be snowed in along with some servants, a few lesser nobles, and a couple greater nobles, including their host. When a well-connected exalt is killed without a witness, the PCs are seen as the likely culprits because they are the only other exalted supernatural beings there. If they can't solve the mystery, they put their house in great danger. Hmm. So, he's looking for what's the best way to put together a whodunit that makes the characters even suspect each other. I'm assuming this is either a one-shot or this is a game that hasn't happened yet so the characters don't have any history with each other. Right. I think the best way to do that is to hand every character a note mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game and say, even if it just says, uh, here's, here's the relationship you have with the other characters in the game, give it something that they can read so they're looking around at other people at the table and... and mm-hmm. Right. And then... If you want to make one of them the murderer, you write on their own. Oh, by the way, you killed this guy. Yeah. Right. That's uh, super fun. You also, I would say, um, make it clear either like that they are they are required to provide this information at some point during the first forty five minutes of play. What their relationship is with the exalted who's murdered. Ah, good idea. Right. So then, what they'll realize, like, oh, oh, everyone here actually had some relationship to them. Yeah. Because that will get people thinking, like, oh, or maybe even a motive. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Which 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 provides a motive. Right. right. So it's like murder by death, where everybody that was invited to the party, sure. yeah, has a reason that they might have wanted that guy dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Or gal dead. You know what I thought of when I first read this was to play a bit of a game inside a game, which is mm-hmm. to play it like Clue, which is everybody writes their character name and they hand it to the GM, and the GM goes through and puts everything in an envelope and sets it out and goes... That's the murderer. Just, that's the murderer. So if you go through this but game, you, you we sort of figure the, out the clues. You're going to have to run that game, though, and it's, you're, you, the GM is going to need to know that. Well, there's two ways to do it. You either yeah. put in what you think, you, or put in what you want, but the people don't know, but, you know since you're handed, they're handing their names in, it could be one of them, or you just let it, let it go and you can figure out it's like clue. You that just figure out. Hard, yeah. It's Colonel Mustard in the library with the candlestick, mm-hmm. right? And if the right. candlestick and Colonel Mustard are missing, you pretty much know what happens, right? Yeah, I like I like Stu's point though about making sure everybody had a motive. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's not necessarily the best motive, especially I mean I'm sure we've all played those murder mystery like yeah, the, game, the right. murder party or whatever mm-hmm, they called mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, host to murder. Host to murder. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The little like box set you had. Um, and uh, like they, they did a really great job with that and making sure that everyone, even if it was like, oh, you were having an affair with this person or you were in a business deal that went bad. So even if it's not something that necessarily like is the cause, there's always something mm-hmm. to like cast suspicion on every person. That's a really important point. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's a, the the notes are a really great opportunity, which I love to make really cool props mm-hmm. for your mm-hmm. players. Yes. <laughs> And that's that in and of itself is going to give suspicion between the players because mm-hmm. they're going to be saying, "Okay, someone's note probably says that they're the murderer on it." Or, right, right. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't, yeah, right? right. Because the because and and what you have to tell them is like, here's a note. Like you like one of the rules of the game is they can't show that note to another mm-hmm. player. Right, right. 
Because even if you know as the GM it was actually uh, the dog yeah. who killed him because it's got some weird... Uh, like va- vampiric energy thing, and that's how the guy died. He got drained because the dog bit mm-hmm. him. Went, whatever, right? Some weird thing that happens. Uh, if they can't show each other, uh, even if on none of their cards it right. says that they killed him, like none of them have right. that. When somebody's like, "Oh, I think you might have done," it. like, "Oh, I didn't do it," right? right? Even though they know they are. They'll just start suspecting each other anyway. You know what? The other right? thing that you could do for that is to, uh, at the bottom of it, like say say that the most the most of the note is this is what you think about the other PCs, and then at the bottom of it say this is what you think about the victim, mm-hmm. and then have a question: Would this make you angry enough to kill him? Mm-hmm. And they can write which uh, whatever they want, and then everyone gives the note back to the GM. That way you don't have to worry about anyone seeing anyone's note. Oh, interesting. And sure. everyone yeah. wrote something down and sent it back to them. So some mm-hmm. of them, may, and, mm-hmm. and they're going to, if, if I know that my note says I can, was I angry enough to kill him, and I sit there and I write mm-hmm. yes or no, and I see other people writing. Yeah, sure. Right there, huge amounts of suspicion. Mm-hmm. There's also the fact that you can have them all gathering separate clues. Oh, yeah. Which might point to other players. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, oh, you discover a, si- a bloody size twelve footprint. There's only one other person in the house with size twelve shoes. <gasps> it's right. the barbarian, or you know, right, or whatever it is. So you can you can play with them that way. It's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden all the clues are stacking up towards a couple of the other players, right. whether they are or not. Right. And then if you want to keep it lighthearted, well, then it's just the Scooby Doo ending, right? Uh, well, I think. I think the, the the biggest thing to keep it lighthearted with, as far as your big bad villain, because that's specifically what he's asking about, mm-hmm. make the villain evil for evil's sake. Yeah. Don't make him conflicted. Yeah. Don't right. make him so yeah. that anyone could look at him and go, well, I kind of understand what he's doing. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I, I can't I can yeah. get it. No, they have to just be. He bad. has to just be a, just a just a prick. Can you just everyone. make it the butler? Sure. That the butler did it. Yeah. And he's evil. Yeah. Well, and he's just a fucker. The, yeah, because he's tired of being a butler. Right. No, I can't. No, you can't. Because some people go, yeah, being a butler kind of sucks. Yeah, I can kind of see you. Mm-hmm. Lighthearted, you want him to think, oh, no, you're going to beat that guy up. Hit him with sticks. <laughs> Big, giant sticks. Okay, There's well, also the one of the pitfalls that must be avoided. Uh, God, you know, in a murder mystery, I think it's it's making the clues so convoluted no one can figure them out. Yeah. Yep. Right. Or saying, like, all, nope, there's one answer. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you didn't follow this exact chain and get these things just right, so I guess you guys don't figure it out. Like right. you have to use your GMing skills to like, oh, they're kind of going this direction. Oh, you know, maybe the butler didn't do it. Right. Maybe, maybe the maid did it. Right. And she was pointing it towards the butler. Like, you like right. in your head, you have to be able to go kind of where the players are are headed if they are just not picking up what you're laying down. Yeah, I, I ran. A long time ago, a, 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 a murder thing, and the clues were a little too obvious, and people figured mm-hmm. out who it was right away. So I changed them. I mean, it's someone else because the game was going to be too short. Uh, I think it might have been a con game. I don't remember. But um, and then when I got the uh, years ago, we got um, some uh, review material from uh, James Raggy, who does uh, Row Raggy. <laughs> He does Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Mm -hmm. And he sent a series of adventures to us. And one of them was about a murder at a wedding. And in the the text of the adventure, it says, here are the people who could have killed him. Figure out which one it should be by what makes a more interesting story as you play. Right. So that's the first time I've actually seen that 
switcheroo I, written down. A couple a couple years ago, I started, and then the campaign fizzled out. But I started a uh, Savage Worlds campaign uh, that was set in a, uh, a a low fantasy world that right. I, that I homebrewed, um, and it started with a uh, a big beer festival. Mm-hmm. And it was all these different. There's these five kingdoms, and they all sent representatives, and there was all these competitions, and the whole thing. And the players are all there for their different reasons, right? Uh, and they kind of meet up at this at this one tavern. And then the first day of the judging, um, one of the judges gets killed by poisoned oh. a poisoned drink. Okay, right? And each one of the and there was a very high level representative from each of their kingdoms. They just happened to have the players were all from different kingdoms. Right. Right. So, like a prince or a noble or a sultanate, I think, from each of their kingdoms could have done it. And I basically wrote out, like, how each of them would have done it. And I was just going to go, like, wherever they went, went with their investigation, right. they would eventually sort out to some point where, like, oh, this is why this guy did it. Right. Like, okay, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. You, are, you guys figured it out. Because I wanted them to figure it out, but I didn't want to get bogged down in... Screwing up clues Right oh, sh- oh yeah So everybody yeah. There was plenty of reasons Why they all might have done it And opportunity And all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff um, And it just depends on Which one they Kind of thought at the end And then they were Going to mm-hmm. be right I was you ran, Didn't you run one? Didn't you and Dave run one? We did But you know, again I've always been It's always hard for me To run a, a murder mystery And not have it become Scooby-Doo Because <laughs> it's just I always think I'm doing it wrong And it's you know, it's hard. It's really difficult to, for me, at least. So, um, what do you mean when you say down for it to become Scooby Doo? Well, it, it, it turns into go. it turns into you know people running down corridors and slamming <laughs> doors, and it turns into it turns into well, we most would have succeeded if it wasn't for mentally kids. I mean, it it always falls into these tropes that are mm-hmm. yeah. like in every Scooby Doo. That's show. okay though, is it? Yeah, I think okay. so. Well, I mean, Scooby Doo is fun, sure, and then maybe that fits into the lighthearted thing. Maybe they do want to run right. it, like you said. Maybe they do want it to be a Scooby Doo type adventure. It reminds me of a. a I, I played a, a Apocalypse hack one of the, a couple of times called "Those Meddling Kids" or "You Meddling Kids," mm-hmm. and I. It, it's I, called I, Meddling Kids. I believe yes. it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I believe the mechanic of this, if I'm not wrong, they were still tweaking it. Was ostensibly the players decide who the person was that murdered, that, who the murderer was. Through the course of play, they they end up stating, "I think it was groundskeeper Willie," mm-hmm. right, right, and that and then the GM makes that so. Mm-hmm. So you could keep it open ended like that until the players just finally decide that yeah, it was. Just don't let them know, right, mm-hmm. right. Just don't let them know you're doing. Is that, that who you think it is? Okay. So they're okay, and that we we got his we got his questions. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw a little bit of the long version one. I just uh-huh. thought it was interesting. He's running a political dragon blooded game, so it's the exalted setting that he hacked, right, oh. um, for Savage Worlds. Um, and the PCs are all part of a single house, so that's probably how they all like know of each other, at least, right? And they, he said they've been playing for a while. They finished their twelfth episode, which finished the season arc, so they all know each other, mm-hmm. right? So I think that would like reading that, it's like, oh well, this has got to be some character where none of them would know the other one knew them, but like as that would have come out, right? They'd be like, oh wait, you know that guy? It's like, oh, oh well, yeah, he actually. Was the one who killed my cousin, Go. or like, oh my god, I know him, but you know, like that's that's a moment for them to all realize they have this touch right. point because obviously they all know each other. Go watch Murder by Death. It's written by Neil Simon, and it's like a cast of thousands, and everybody's one of the detective tropes. It's got the Sherlock Holmes trope. It's got the Sam Spade trope. It's got 
the, the Thin Man Drop. All of them are in there. It's got uh, Miss Marple. And they all get called together in, it, for a dinner party, and there's a murder at the dinner party, and, this, and the host is challenging the world's greatest detectives to solve the murder. And it turns out through the course of it, they all have reasons to have you know, been, mm-hmm. been suspects. And it's every trope in the world, and it's funny, and it's interesting, and it's smart, and it plays up the whole murder mystery problem, you know? <laughs> like, like what do you do when, when it's the butler? The butler actually does do it, but then it turns out the butler is it dead. It doesn't solve the problem. It, it doesn't. highlights It them. highlights <laughs> them. That's exactly right. You should read the thanks guys thing, too, at the bottom of that one. Oh. You were reading this uh, could really use any advice, as this game will be outside my comfort zone. I'm really sorry we got to this email a month and a half late. Yeah. Also, I've been listening since my son was born three plus years ago, and your crazy game rantings got me through... His triple near-death <gasps> scrapes. Holy oh my god! Wow. Uh, within the first month of life. Oof. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's, I, that's rough. But he made it through. Yep. So. Yes. Yep. Sweet. I have sung him to sleep many nights uh, to this day with laser-printed hero, which he just calls Daddy Sing. Aww. That's like friendly neighborhood making game me cry. I know. You know, and this, is, and this is the crazy part. Like, a year ago, I've been like, oh, nah. Now I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, You're amazing, and we're such jerks for not getting to your email. That's for right. So long. I'm, sorry, I'm really sorry. sorry. Uh, P.S. Oh, really my, my Savage Exalted. Here's a link to my Savage Exalted document. Anyone can access and comment on it. All suggestions or constructive criticisms are welcome. I'll tr- try to remember to put that in the show notes. Someone remind me. No, I won't put it in the show notes. I'll put it on the forum. Oh yeah, oh, good, yeah. Good. Good under um, under Savage Worlds and yes. the system specific. Yes. Happyjacks.org/forum. This will be my third letter read on the show if you choose to read it. Wow. But, you know, late. A month and a half late. Six right. weeks. It's only six weeks. I hope weeks. your game went well. Yeah, you should <laughs> write us and tell us how the game went, and maybe that'll be your fourth letter. Right, on right. The show. Uh, so, you want to open your cookies? Oh, let me read the letter here. Sorry, I told oh, you. Oh, there's a letter. The mic. No, it, was, it wasn't loud. Uh, salutations, Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, Masters of the Stuniverse. Golden uh, Golden. As a, as a diplomatic token of our undying appreciation, we... Your Scandinavian fans, Uncommon Man, Jonas Larson, John from Sweden, and Andreas Devour, Davour, Davour, Devour, Devour, yeah. uh, hereby present the Swedish equivalent of gold, myrrh, and incense. <laughs> Uncommon Man wanted to add a dirty limerick about GURPS, but friendships turned into animosity when it put Jonas into undignified tears. Andreas Devour only mumbled something about Rollmaster, as usual. John from Sweden was mysterious. Mm. We would be honored if you would open and inspect the goods live during one of your shows. And With so love and Viking horns, Andreas, John, Jonas, and Uncommon Man. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think, I, we're not sure, but I'm pretty sure this translate is monkey poo, right? right. And, and no. judging from the look of it... Okay, tack for et bra program som ente sitter folk e fac. Talk, okay, so talk is thank you. That's the same as the one I know too. Talk for, talk. Thanks for, talk for the program. Thanks for your bra program and, and some, uh, and some other people I fuck. Uh, maybe some like. other, some other yeah, the focus oh, people. Fact, fact, yeah, yeah. Some other people, I, yeah. Um, hop, hoppers, which I think means. Hold on a minute. I'm not gonna have to. I'm gonna read Danish, and even that, it's not that good. Just read, the, just read that last line there. Puss och kram och full fart. Uh, yeah, wow. I mean, I'm kidding. That's skits, skits that's just dirty. Hey, how is that, Kimmy? That looks delicious. How's the monkey no, poo? You're making a face. Try it. It's not what I expected. It's what is my it? fault. No, I'm not going to tell you. You have to try it. 
All right, so the, for, for people no. that are listening to the podcast, it's in a bag. It's called um, Jingle Larvrol, I oh, guess. And it's it, savory. Yeah, I was expecting it, it to be and sweet. And it's got a screaming monkey cartoon oh, on the front of it. It's really God salty. Damn. It's really salty. It's Is not it? just salty. That's something else. All right, here, pass it's, it over. It's pretty much monkey poo. Is it monkey poo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, this is going to be salted licorice, right? It's uh-huh. salted licorice, That's yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Once you get past that layer of salt, mm-hmm. it rocks. you got to get past that layer of salt, Man, though. you got to chew your way through the Dead Sea version. Yeah, you do. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> <laughs> we should chase it down with pickled, um, with uh, pickled uh, uh, potato chips. Here. No, I'm terrified here now. of that now. Okay. If this is like the candy, That's what? once you once you get through the salt, it's good. Yeah, they're not bad. If you like black licorice, yeah. Wow. So, so A. I would totally think it would be like holy dates crap. Or that's something. a lot of salt. B. I don't like black licorice. Here, I'll take them. <laughs> oh, those are yours. I'll take that to fair with me. It can mm. definitely pull your fillings out too if you if you chew down on it too hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading right, this. Bill and I were reading this. Bigger the Barbarian, uh, and it's hysterical. You don't actually need to be able to read Scandinavian. Right, there's no, almost no words. Yeah, I like the art style. The problem is that they're a little small. I'd like to see a bigger version, but I think I'll go and look for it online and see if I can't find. Yeah, it's it's a uh, more art. It's a Berger Barbarin, the dark and hairy annals of Berger Barbarin. Annals. Oh, annals. <laughs> yeah. You haven't read the book yet. You don't know. No, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. And he was, uh, Snoo was concerned it wouldn't be uh, friendly enough for his child, but um, there's a lot of girls in bikinis, but I don't see uh, any yeah. overt nudity. Yeah. He works fair, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's These are good, the ballerina original, ballerina, or yeah, ballerina. I don't know if you'd say that in the way, but um, they're good, they're chocolate cookies. All right, I'm going to try the, I'm going to try these, the dill. We, we have these? those, no, I actually saw those the other day in the store. Oh, see, so like, you can see where they're like, a little melted there. Those are like, those yeah, are everything, legit really good, all, all chocolate turned to liquid. Oh, they're good. Now this is the okay, good these stuff. Are good. Over here, there's some dangerous. Scary yeah, we got, that's, not, that's after. That's the good no, stuff no. too, sir. The green mm-hmm. thing, green thing. Maybe it's chocolate. Bring it here. <laughs> oh, there's a bunch of chocolate bars over Punch, there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's one with a post-it note that is from a gift wife. from Jonas's wife. It's let's hex. Let's eat that next because I'm going to guess she's not mean and it's going to taste good. All right, we'll save that over here. Then there's like a couple of milk chocolate bars that are. Uh, oh, horribly misshapen now. Oh, I've had marabou. Yeah, those are good. I'm okay. in a chocolate bar. I am a human being. He's like the elephant man of chocolate bars. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Dylan Grass luck, whatever. It's uh, chives. Oh. So a, a quick story. Um, they don't sell chocolate chips in Scandinavia, and they might now, but back in the '80s when I went to school, they didn't. So uh, the, if you were going to make chocolate chip cookies for your Scandinavian family, you had to get the marabou because this is about as close as you can to chop it up into little bits. Right. And it's really not that much fun. It's so much. You're like. We just take chocolate chips for uh, almost put this back for granted. I don't. Anyway, marabou, good one, right there. I don't want to put it over here so I don't accidentally think it's a chocolate piece and put it okay. in my mouth. Okay, again. all right. Yeah, Dylan. Grass. Uh, next email: A glimpse into another gaming culture. Speak of the devil from Andreas. Oh my god, these chips are really good. Hi there, yeah. Stu and the Jackers. Andreas and South. Oh my god. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Sweden. S E here. Since it's time once again for the oldest and largest, I think, convention in these parts. I went and checked their sign-up page. This made me remember how a listener from Germany had written about how they organized <laughs> game by sign-up sheets at a convention and a stampede of elephants as the sign-up started. I'll tell you how they do it here. And it's really disappointing that Germany would be that disorganized when it the comes... The running of the nerds. Right. right. Well, the, yes. Hang on. Before okay, you go further... Okay, the poon are really good. The ones that look like little cannolis? Yeah. Shocking, right? 
Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Right. The Dylan chives is good. I like. Yeah, that. I like those. That's really good. Well, I have insulin. Did you have booze? The I think they might. They kind of taste like it, don't they? Yeah, Here's, they got a little boozy taste. Mm-hmm. Here in Sweden, wait here, take a little bite. I don't know. I got a little bit. Things to read. I'm busy. A little bite. One little bite. Real quick. Oh. Real quick. Do it. Try it. Dale's from Sweden. The chat room says we should mail them some American snacks. Yeah. Okay. We have their address. I have to give, give it, email email me an address and we'll send you American snacks. Not everybody. And then, Not everybody. That's a there's a tip it's for a chat thing. It's a quo. It's a yeah. it's mm-hmm. a you know you buying influence on the show and snacks. If you send us snacks, we'll send you snacks back from our country. But you can't send us snacks from like New York because we don't care. I'll let my <laughs> wife make uh, make chocolate chip cookies and send them over. Here in Sweden, uh, we used to have tournaments with scoring and all that jazz. <laughs> for those who feel that sounds odd. Ask Tim, and he can probably show you some old AD&D modules uh, with pre-made characters and score sheets in the back. That was how RP- all RPGs at conventions were done back then. Then, quote, storytelling really? happened, and suddenly the amount of gold you brought up from the dungeon was no longer the thing. It said it was character immersion. Did they stop having tournaments and scoring? Hell no! Yeah, here you start to see the world coming apart at the seams. Me and my mates won a few of those tournaments. It was surreal. So you won the storytelling. Right. Because everyone else is trying to kill stuff, and you're like, I'm, I'm going to try to talk to it. What? What? Why would you talk to a Minotaur? Hmm. Uh, in this setup, it was natural to have a sign-up done by the... I'm, see, I'm all, I'm all phlegmy now from those green things here. It's sort of got a weird... Beer. So I will. I'll eat the rest of them so you don't have to. Eat, no, <laughs> eat, eat some of the monkey poo. That'll make you clear right out. <laughs> yeah, wow, the man. <laughs> uh, in this setup, it was natural to have sign-up done by team, as you each know how to play your role for maximum effect in the dungeon, which meant you went to a convention to play with your mates and the same people you played with at home. I've not been to a convention in Sweden since I became a parent, so I cannot tell you or tell how much of this is still a rigid structure, but during the 1990s, you didn't go to conventions to play RPGs unless you went as a group and all your mates wanted to play the same game as you. Really? You huh. almost never huh. went to play with new people because you were a team. You played with Jim, Jane, James, and Julie, uh, like you always did, but in another place with a GM, which sometimes were seriously bad. Which makes great stories. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We kind of have that here. We throw a Happy Jacks game, and it sort of seems to be the usual suspects that show up. Right. Yeah, but people don't sign up as a group. I mean, once in a while. I've seen it once in a while, but right. it's, it's the exception. Usually people will sign up in pairs. Like, yeah. I get, like, like couples will sign up. Right. Like, I have the same couple that signs up for, like, yeah. every Grim game. I or, like, like, a father and son. Yeah, or, a husband, wife, boyfriend, right. girlfriend. Like, you'll have, you know... That kind of thing. But the idea of, like, there's five of us, yeah. and we're a team, we go in. It's actually really interesting. It reminds me of uh, uh, of Table Titans that Scott Kurtz does. Yes. Like, that's the whole thing, is everybody's in teams, and they've all made their characters to go through, like, this dungeon run, right? It's a little it's a little Pathfinder Society, but, like, there's right. actually a, a tournament, and there's the, you win the, uh, the Winotar, which is a cup drinking cup thing. A winter. Well, you, you, you didn't read the Table Titans game, but yeah, that's a... Yeah, but that's what it reminded me of. Was um, like, you know, this is our team. We play together. And what, what's it called? What's the gold, the series, or the... Yeah. Oh, the right, yeah, yeah. Met? Right. They, they have a team of people. Yeah, right. That, yeah, same thing. Competitive role-playing. Yeah, was competitive it role-playing. Yeah, it was gold. It was gold. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. gold, and then uh, Night of the Zombie King. Night of the Zombie King. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the two series, but it was basically by that same group. Um, yeah. Moving on, I did check the sign up for the big con, and they still had you sign up as a uh, sign up a team leader and a team for the RPG events. Really? If you think Germany wow. is crazy, Sweden is right up there as well. I tell you. Well, okay. In closing, I must say, 
I feel quite proud about having written in about uh, your thoughts on having a game calendar. My quoting of the Advancers of Dragons DMG and Gary Gygax's pretentious claim about meaningful games <laughs> had become a meme on the show, almost like That's wandering right. damage. Well, that I was s- you, huh? But I still wonder if any one of you do use it, use it in a game, cal- or use a game calendar for holidays. Use an in-game calendar. Thank you. For, yeah. uh, for holidays and religious feasts and the like. Uh, Anyway, I hope my little glimpse into the Swedish convention scene is entertaining. Drink. Drink. I will drink. I don't use a calendar with religious holidays and stuff. In the vampire game, I keep track of the date. Yeah. Because that was important for me to know when Halloween was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we know that... that um, uh, what's his name's... Uh, play was supposed to be in December, although I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Uh, Star Wars Traveler, I do. Do you? I have an Indian calendar. Mm-hmm. I know when you guys are. Right. Uh, and uh, in that latest round, right before we went on hiatus, um, when I was saying, like, here's the plot threads, one of those is very time calendar related. Right. Um, it, it's the, because I don't remember, but it was, there's the, um, there's the annual, like, basically New Year celebration on Coruscant, where they do the big military parades and this whole thing. And, the, and that was one of the, like, this event is coming up. Right, right. Uh, and in fact, Rob's character will be receiving an invitation as a former vice admiral. Now, is it the year, or is it like now the like Emperor's birthday? Or no, it's like a, it's a, it's a it's the, year. Like it's a like, new year. Yeah, it's like a new year type thing. But it's a big, massive, it's basically like a big military force celebration. And okay. They have ATATs walk down the center street, oh, okay. so all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Um, but that is very specifically timed, and there's... Also, right in this window where the game is, there's also um, other big events with like Mon Mothma and like mm-hmm. other things that all happen. And I know based on how long you guys are taking to go to places, like where the calendar's progressing, right? Because you'll either go, you'll either be a part of it or you'll hear about it, right? So. I actually was working on, and probably still have a world that I was working on years ago when we were still playing for you. I was working on this basic game, which was like a cross between Harry Potter and X Men, um, and I got crazy, like I do, and made a calendar of like holidays and stuff for wherever you were, because some of that stuff would play into the game because I started to go nuts. I even made a menu, a random menu table, because how many times do people go, hey, what's on the menu? And you're like, oh, God. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, what was I reading? It might have been Martin Martin or somebody else, but they get, they, get, they get into these descriptions of the food. It's like fowl with a cream sauce and raw oh, mushrooms. Oh, that's, and that's like, Songs of Ice and Fire. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, my yeah. God, yes. And I kind of got inspired by that. I'm like, I can come up with it. Or, and sure enough, there's actually random tables out there. Yeah. So I actually had like a couple of random tables. Nice. Because that way, just, you know, well, what's what's on the menu? Oh, GM? Oh, well, let me tell you. Yeah. So Steve's, Steve's going for his second ballerina. He's like, oh, my God, these things are amazing. They're good. And mm-hmm. I'm going to have to take some insulin tonight. <laughs> yeah, um, if, you, if you have more than enough so ballerinas. There you go, Andreas. Thanks. I know, um... For our Dungeons & Dragons game right now, Desert of Despair, we're keeping in-character diaries for the Patreon at a certain mm. level. And a couple of the characters are keeping like the dates oh, set cool. by the actual D&D calendar and stuff. I'm not one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Some of them are. But somebody is. Other people. <laughs> I tried to make mine an Elvish. Like My first one, like I sat like translating it, but then I was like, okay, this is going to take so long. Your Elvish week. is rusty. It was so rough. <laughs> you used to be able to speak. I know. Type it. I wasn't really able to speak it, but I could type it. You had a typewriter with Elvish in it. Oh, right, because you've never grown up without a computer. I've forgotten. Sorry, never mind. I'm old. No, I played an MMO as an elf. (laughs) You can't do that with a typewriter. (laughs) Yeah. Quick, fax this over. It's my move. (laughs) Yeah, you totally could. You could play. Yeah, I could play with a typewriter. Play by mail. Play by mail MMO. That would be fantastic. 
right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, awesome. Yes, you definitely gave us the Gygax meaningless yes. without time meme that has gone lived on. All the meaningful show. campaigns. I don't remember the quote now. Time, oh, is it a time you cannot have a meaningful campaign without unless accurate timekeeping, uh, accurate time, time records, records are kept. Yep. Because you always have to make sure that it gets night when it's night, you know, and everybody has to stop. And you always want to make sure the passive voice is used. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, crack open some of them fish. No. That's going to drive Kimmy out of here. Right. No, no, you can eat it. I'm, I'm not. You don't I'll, have to smell it. I will do it. Which one are you going to get? Twenty. Okay, so there are uh, Scars Guard Sill. Now, my question about... Which is some kind of fish in a white creamy sauce with, I don't know, dill my, and My question stuff. about these fish... Yeah? Okay, when I go to... Um, what's the place where they buy the, the crappy furniture? When I go to Ikea, <laughs> all this stuff is kept refrigerated. It's cold. It's refrigerated. Well, it is now, but it wasn't on its way here. It was sitting on the porch. You now. cannot have a meaningful campaign if strict time records are not kept. kept. Are not kept. Okay. Well, yeah, we can't read. We can't read the warning label that says keep it under seventy degrees. <laughs> no, it's because it, it's so pickled. You'll be fine. It's like as long as you don't open it. After you open it, you definitely want to refrigerate. That's why it's got the little seal on it. Got it. Okay. All right. right. So then and there's here's, forks there, and, and here's a second one, which is obviously. Die. In some I want to try. I want to try. A, uh, yeah. There's forks and plates. Oh, I'm this is definitely pickled herring. Yes, and here's Ingald sill. I want to try or a little, in, little in, Inlog sill. So there's yeah, two sills. They're all sills. They're all herring. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the can of fiskbular, which is fish balls. Oh, you know, be aware of that. I don't have. I didn't bring a. I didn't bring a. Listen to that. I feel like you guys listen might to that, die. folks. That's quality. No, meat no that right one's there. fine. I, I don't know. Why no, is this one fine? That's that's Because it's in a tin. Yeah. But the ones that are in glass, obviously. Know. No, we just don't okay. know. Death by Donut says if it <laughs> smells like botulism, don't eat it. Well, <laughs> that's good. This, this one little well, things up. Look, I mean, I've got one. the kex from Jonas's wife on on the side here. So we'll, I'll, Do you I'm, think that one might be? This one is suspect because the little thing is up. Oh, and and, and, the, and the seal broke. is broken. So right, I, don't, I don't know if I would use that one. But right, these guys are here, still pretty good. All right, put that the, one aside. The seals are still fine. Okay, those have not yet. Right, that one, yeah, and, set and, that one aside. And this one, uh, and it's not. Your hands to a plate and a fork. No, d- just scoop them out for me. Just give me one of each. And I'm, I'll do it with you. Okay. Because well, that like way, because hair. that way, well, if no they've great. gone bad and we're sick, we, the whole band should be sick. There's many people out tomorrow. Stork too. Yeah, okay. I'm sure in. storks can eat this. Oh my god, I definitely will go to fair just to see them pull it off without the three of you. They'll, they'll be fine. What's up, Kimmy? I don't know. I need it to smell it. Weird. No, I need it's a fine. fork. Here. Oh, sorry. Here, here, here. here. All right. I'm start here. eating chocolate again. Here. Actually, I'm going to crackers. Uh, Kimmy, do you want to read the next email? This is character sure. development. Well, we're dishing up fish from yes. Sweden. Character uh, character development in an intense slash condensed session by Axel. Dear Happy Jack's crew, I don't know you long enough to greet you with something witty. Plus, I'm German, hence I don't have a sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Hogan's Heroes is funny. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He says, I do not have a sense of humor. Like, he doesn't even condense it. All right. I have only recently discovered your podcast site and everything. So I'm trying to catch up on all the past podcast episodes while trying to stay up to date on the current season. I am almost thankful for my long commute to and from work. Keep up the great work. Thank you for all the thought starters. Warning, this is a bit of a long one, so best have a drink now. 
Okay. Hey. Should we have our fish now? Right, I need to, I need, I'm going to think I'm going to need one of those because I actually don't yeah. like fish. <laughs> God, man, look at you. You're badass. You're I'm going to eat yeah. the non-creamed one first. All right, wait, 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 wait. We got all of it over the same time. It, it's got capers and it looks like uh, I got a little tiny piece. I got chipped fish eggs or something. No, okay. it's a little sweet. Mm. It is. I like the spices though. Yeah, that's good. I don't mind that at all. And there's some juniper in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was tasty. That's that one probably this is a juniper berry, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was that's the luxil. It's not bad. It's sweet. It's really kind of like sweet relish, which I don't. It's I'm not, not too bad. Now it does. It tastes a lot like sweet pickle relish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. And now the, the fish. The, now the, the creamy, creamy one? one. Oh man! Here we go. Oh, man, here we go. Okay, that rocks. That I could eat all day long. That's pretty good. It's a little fishier. Reminds me of the but. mustard. It's not mustard though. It's something else. You put that on a cracker. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 There's crackers. Yeah. That uh, these on crackers would be good. Hey, those were both good. I really like the that was the, the stars guard so yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cream the creamed one is the is the bomb. Yeah, that'll wow. help your up. That'll help. This will help. These are chocolate. You know, it's are really weird. Yeah. These are not the usual Swedish fish that I like eating, but these are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember her name, but she was. Never. All right. Sorry. Continuing. Okay. Go. Sorry. I have this really long-standing tradition with some of my best friends where we get together once a year for an extended weekend, Thursday to Sunday, to RPG. Nice. We're all in our 40s with jobs and families, and we live really far far apart, so this is a great get-together for us. Our RPG weekend has been taking place for the last 15 years, and usually five of the six people in the group make it. Serious illness or childbirth are about the only things preventing people from coming. So we congregate on Thursday, put the finishing touches on our characters, initial character ideas are usually exchanged via, e- via email, the ki- uh, then kick off towards the afternoon. All of Friday and Saturday are spent continuing the session, with the same game being rung by the same GM for the entire weekend. After an epic finish on Saturday, the barbecue to celebrate. We pick up our stuff on Sunday and leave content and happy. See you next year! Depending on how far we got in the story, the same person might GM the following year, or we might move to a different GM and game. That's crazy. That's amazing. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry to anybody if like there's a lot of crunching going on. Yeah, this is the uh, the, but, the basically the rye bread. Yeah. Oh my God, crackers. the rye bread crackers, which are just fantastic by themselves. Yeah. That yeah, the <laughs> fish on there mm-hmm. yeah. and smokes all day long. They yeah. will suck all the moisture out of your body. It looks like though. That's why you put really, the white yeah, cream on right. it. It's just. <laughs> So I apologize for bringing Quanta Quanta. I know it's <laughs> terrible for sound, but... And as I recall, in our latest Slack conversation, I was the one saying we shouldn't be eating on the air, but <laughs> fuck that, because this is really good. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, being a group of seasoned gamers and first-generation RPG geeks, we don't mind crunchy systems at all. He's about to say crunchy mics. I'm like, wow, oh, we yeah, totally oh, do. We're, we're crazy. Yeah. We're crunchy Swedish crackers. Yeah. But we have just as much fun with less bulky rules. We're happy with a certain degree of railroading in these games because as a GM, you have to be prepared with a lot of con- uh, content. You can't say, let's end the session here. Next week, I'll have something um, for where you want to take this. We want to RPG as much as we, uh, we can in the time we have, so we try to avoid dying often. We want to play and not build new characters all the time. We also stay away from splitting up the party. Let's have fun together. And we don't mind, uh, mind taking the obvious route rather than looking at all the other weird options. A big challenge has always been character de- development. 
The, in regular RPGs, you get to know your character and your group over numerous sessions, build relationships in the NPC group and with NPC, or in the PC group and with NPCs, becoming immersed in the game world uh, in the campaign. In a con-style one-off, you're playing for uh, fun in a limited time frame. The game we run falls right in between that. We have lots of actual RPG time, probably around 15 to 18 hours of playtime, but in a very condensed convention-style weekend. We always feel that while we have lots of fun with the story, we don't get to develop our characters much. This tends to happen a lot better with time uh, to talk to people about things between sessions and with some real off-game time for things to settle and for people to have time to think about their characters rather being in them all the time. So, any advice? Any mechanics, systems, story types, or tricks that might help us out? Thank you, and keep rolling them dices. Axel. P.S. P.S.ing is dumb if you write emails. You can edit them, people! P.P.S. P.P.S. <laughs> Turning the page. A great thing we do in our multi, uh, multi-year sessions is that one player always writes a stream of consciousness journal of everything taking place. Old-fashioned, as things happen with pen and paper. There are, a few thing, there are a few things funnier than reading this out loud at the start of the next session to remind everyone about all the stuff that went down last time. Highly recommended for all multi-game sessions. That's why we have Sam. Sam yeah. does the same thing. This is exactly her job. Yep. <laughs> now, I'm assuming between this Thursday and Sunday, they're playing... It's not one continuous session. They're playing, like... they got to sleep. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're stopping, but they're playing the same game that whole time. They're playing like 18 hours of this game. Mm-hmm. 15 to 18 hours. Yeah, it might be broken up over like four sessions. My suggestion, if you want to have character development, mm-hmm. try to break them down into one-shots and have have time pass between them. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what I was going to say. Is like You start here and it's your character and this thing happens, then... It's almost you could almost do it like you do your your weekend thing. Mm-hmm. A year passes, right? Right, or two years pass. Now you're all to, like these characters are all together again. What's happened? Like take a powered by the apocalypse type approach and mm-hmm. have questions that every character answers before the before the next chunk starts. Right, would be really cool. And and also one of the things that the players can think when they're after the session is over is what. Um, <clears throat> what traumatic events occurred, and how did that change your character for the next time the players meet them, the next game session? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Are you opening the chocolate? Yes. Okay. Well, that's that's assuming you have a concept, a character concept to start with. Because I, I know, for example, like in Dave Kaze's game, it's taken me three, I don't know, three or four before right. I finally kind of got a grasp on what yeah. I want to do with him. Um. And there are some tricks that, I mean, you can use, like the animal forms or whatever, if you just want to come up with some way to st- establish motivations for your character. Okay. But that's that's hard, too. If you don't have your character down, it's hard to figure out what the arc is. Yes. It, oh you, God, you, you almost so have good. to... <laughs> the you, you almost can't afford to do that. You almost have to have developed the character beforehand and figured out in your own head, gotten around in uh-huh. your mind. Because, I mean, when, when we're... May, you know, being handed characters for a, a one shot, you don't have any time. No, and right. I, don't, I don't know if it necessarily takes playing time, but it does take time generally to be able to wrap your mind around a character and who he is. Now, I, I think it takes. I, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say I, yes and no because sometimes an interesting, a quick little interesting backstory can help a lot. When I do the freak show games, everybody has a little paragraph about their backstory. Mm-hmm. For example, Maggie the cat grew up 
in, a, in a, a terrible lifestyle. Her mother was a drug addict, so she became a second story man to, to feed her mom. Mm-hmm. Now, it turns out her mom was heartbroken because her father was an elf, and, and he you know, got glamorized and was completely in love with this man and, and completely fell apart when the man left, right? That motivated Maggie the Cat all the way through. She's still got this criminal aspect, but she's a half-elf and doesn't know it. All of that stuff was just in a little paragraph in that thing, and, it, and I found that people grab onto those and are able to run with them, and they've got a motivation to start with. Right. So perhaps if you can't come up with a motivation, a backstory helps. Is that where you were going to go, Bill? No. No, okay. I like that. No, no, it's great. That's great. I was going to say, I do think it takes a bit of playing. It can. Right? Even if I'm like, in our, in our Rifts game, right, I was like, I knew, in my, I was like, okay, I have a really good idea of who Cal is, but it took like a session <clears throat> Right, it right. took like that three-hour block or whatever, two-three-hour block. Whereas, like by the end, it was like, oh, okay, I made some adjustments and like even going in with a really good idea of who that guy was going to be, it changed a little bit. Right. See, I, I'm, I'm thinking of the um, um, the character I'm playing in Dave Kazay's mm-hmm. Spirit Seven, mm-hmm. not Spirit Seven, the Fate Spengali. Magnificent He gave us the character sheet mm-hmm. what a month in advance or something like yeah. that. I looked through the character sheet and I'm like, well, I better watch that movie. Right. So I went and watched Trilby or Svengali or whatever the name of the movie is. Because the book is called Trilby, but I think the movie was called Svengali. So I went and I watched it, and I'm like, okay, I totally get who this guy is now. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a prick. Yeah. And I, I can do that. And a manipulator. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, he's, and, and he's, <laughs> but he's not a good manipulator. He's kind of a... He's got magical powers. No, but he's a really good prick, though. He is. He is a fantastic prick. All con men are jerks. Oh, yeah. They have to be. But I didn't. I mean, I, I think I walked into that game pretty much knowing who that character yeah. was. Yeah, I agree. I've right. been struggling well, with mine. I'm with you too. Like I knew because I read all the source material. That's right. the thing is, like, it was a character that had a bunch of background to a source yes. point that I could go and dig into and look at. And go, like, okay, I've got sense for who this character is going to be. Right. One thing that might be cool too is um, one thing we use in our games a lot, especially at, like powered by the apocalypse stuff. They have those bonds you do at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We stole that and we did that at the beginning of our Deserts of Despair campaign, which is super cool. At the beginning, it like really solidifies cool connections and relationships. Because even if you have your party know each other already, it's sometimes hard to like have those things in place. But another thing that we've done in, in other campaigns is we don't fill them all out. We do some of them. So you, if you had a big list, you could find a bunch of them from all the different Powered by the Apocalypse games. If in between each one of your games in your big weekend, you filled out a few more based on what happens, that could also like provide some cool like context oh, yeah. between them right. and some development between the characters and how they progressed. And especially if you're, like Stu is suggesting, saying, okay, this is this one shot, then you know, two years later... You are brought together again. Suddenly, you fill in all these gaps. Like one of them had like an unrequited crush. So now, two years later, this person's married. Now, like, how does that work? So it like it'll just add more depth to that. Right, and then it's the, it's one of the reasons I love Traveler so much. Like character mm-hmm. gen is what you do as a group. When you start play, people have a connection. There's okay. a there's a deep reason they know each other, mm-hmm. as opposed to you met in a tavern. Right. right, and it's not. It doesn't seem as for, the traveler creation doesn't seem as forced as say some of the apocalypse world stuff. It's like, why do you know them? I don't, totally I don't think the apocalypse world stuff seems forced. No, it seems a bit contrived to me. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. <coughs> to each their own. I think it depends on which one of them. Like, and because I really like the the ones from the Star Wars 
Right, the ones you guys used for despair. Yeah, we're really good. We're cool. Um, The ones for masks really seem to fit, like, that system. So that doesn't necessarily seem, because they're very teenage-y. Like, oh, you've got a crush on somebody. Like, Who is it? it? Yeah. So it's totally, oh, my God, I'm dealing with so much drama with that at my real school right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> you have a crush on somebody. I can't wait till my no, daughter's a teenager. Oh my god! All the teenagers have crushes on the same boy, and they all hate each other. So they like want to beat each other up because they all like the same boy, and the boy keeps changing his mind who he's going to date to try and like rile them up. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, oh, kid. And you know what, kid? Enjoy that while it lasts. Yeah, that's right. Getting to yeah, college. We all went through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were that guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like at oh, some my point god. that's going to stop. I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have like three separate sit-down conversations with girls. Like, honey, this is not worth it. You only have a few months, few weeks left of school. We'll wow. be done. Wow. Starting a fight and getting suspended now is a really bad idea. <laughs> but so we also uh, we just had so yeah that's yeah that's awesome that's pretty cool that is really really impressive. But I I think if you had it. I'm talking in my mouthful. That's okay. If you had like separate sessions that were the same characters and maybe even a like an overarching storyline for many many years, right? That you're, could, you're like his translator. Right. <laughs> that could be that could be a fantastic experience for those four days of gaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it could be draining too, but it could sure. be fantastic. A lot of work for the GM. It's also a lot of sure. work for the players too, because you actually have to come up with a with motivations and stick to them. You can't be changing right. your mind and waffling. You're like, all right, I, I'm playing a dick and I'm going all the way through. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to know, okay. Tomorrow, we're, it's going to be two years later. What has your character been doing for the last two years? Right. right. How's yeah. your character changed? Right. Well, but yeah. that's good because at least you've got like, okay, I'm thinking about when I go to sleep. If I get up, we have breakfast. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too, is you can use some of those some of those natural downtimes. They're not a, it's not a long time, but like, you know, don't, like, for example, if, when you're all together, like, spend a half an hour having breakfast together, but not playing having breakfast. Just like, you know, as, as mates having breakfast, but then talking right. about, about the game, like, oh, I was really cool yesterday. Like, yeah, I was thinking about blah, 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 whatever it is, and kind of do your pre-work before mm-hmm. you dive in, right? Right. And, and like, take a lunch break if you, you know, or a dinner break, if it naturally fits in with where the end of that thing is. And then to use that time as your as your between sessions thing. You do need to take breaks. It's it's hard to maintain that type of energy. It really is. It's pretty yeah. much like doing, like, a, like a SAT or something for 18 hours. You're just drained. Right. Mm-hmm. Takes uh, a lot of mind power. Uh, Tomes is also suggesting another thing people are doing with Powered by the Apocalypse, especially Dungeon World, is flags instead of bonds. Flags are narrative triggers that you want to have people hit. E.g., uh, gullible. Tell me a lie, I believe. See, doesn't that seem contrived? No. I'm going to have a trigger right here. I'm going to set it here, and so go ahead and tell me a lie. And or do you tell them, or do you just you just ah, that's one of my triggers? I'm not sure. Well, no, I think you would know. And then, I don't know how that works. With, I haven't, I haven't I, used this before. I think before. it's for you as the player. Yeah. Okay. It's like, when that happens, this is what you do. Yeah. Because you're gullible or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I guess that's a way maybe to, to, to codify or pigeonhole the motivations. But for the most part, I, it seems to me the... But that is the hardest part about coming up with your character. What, they're, I know, they're bagging on me, right? No, yeah. Tomes in Capitals is like, of course it's contrived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm a bit more freeform because I come from an acting background, um, and I mean it, it's. I'm using the character motivation because that's what actors do. Is they're, they're, what's my motivation? What's my motivation to my character? And sticking with your motivations is the hardest thing as a player because oftentimes it would mean stabbing other players in the back or going down the wrong path or whatever. And oftentimes you you 
know what your character's motivations are, but you don't do them because it's not good for the game. Mm-hmm. And I think Apocalypse World says, nope, that's you, you, you have this mechanic and now you got to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, and I guess that, and I guess for a lot of people that that don't choose motivations, that don't choose to screw up the rest of the player's game, that will help. Mm-hmm. And I, now well, it's like, look, the mechanic said I get to do this, so I'm going to fuck with your game. Right. Well, but I guess it depends too. Because isn't there in some of the Apocalypse World, at least some of the hacks, where you have like like this is your thing, your motivation, what you do, and you get to a point where you're like, oh, I should really do that, and yeah, it's going to kind of. Screw over Stork, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. But then there's a an effect for not doing not it, doing like a condition it. to mark. Yeah. Right. So you're making the choice, like I'm not going to do that, but that is against my character's nature. Uh-huh. So there is there's an effect that that occurs because I'm going against my nature. So you know, uh-huh. that, which I think is interesting too, because it's like saying, well, I took a dis ad and I got points for it, but I think I'm it would screw up everybody, it. so I'm never going to use it. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. then why the hell, like, that sucks, right? Exactly. Sometimes you're going to screw up. But it's exactly what it is. You've got to play your disadvantage. you got to play it, right? you got to play your disadvantage. Yep. Tones is like, well, we aren't all lucky enough to have Stork at our table. Yeah, I know. So I the know. rest of us use these tools. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We have our own tool at the table, which is Stork. Yeah. And the rest of you will use your own you tools. You have to invent your own tools. <laughs> Listen, if you ever play with Steve, and he blows me away. Tones has to come on up. That guy, that guy. That guy finds a through line and holds on yeah, to like a dog. Tomes needs yeah. to come on a Friday night show. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 What up, Tomes? And we came with Molly once too, and she was Ooh. so invested. And we was yeah. that was just she like a, that was just a fiasco game, and she was so invested. I think she was crying, and we were all like, "What the fuck just hit us? What What's, was that?" What, you know what sucks is when you have a GM <laughs> that makes you cry. Yeah, and leave the table. That's the worst. <laughs> That was bad. That was bad. Even if it isn't about week. the game at all. I know. I didn't know. It was like <laughs> one of those know. like trigger warning. Yeah, I should have been like, yeah. I forgot because I'd heard, but yeah. Well, anyway. and I'd forgotten too until Jesus. I was like, oh god. Oh, uh, all the feels. Stupid emotions. Yes. And now Bill's a father, and he's like, why am I running <laughs> games with endangered okay. children? What was no, wrong no. with now me? I, no, now I know why. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that is super powerful. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 other chocolate. Okay, the gift from Jonas's wife. Yeah. Is uh, Cloetta Kex, which is chocolate. I feel like that's special. I'm, I think it's like a Twix. It's kind of got like the like a chocolate coated cookie kind of. Tom thing. says, "I'm looking you in the eyes, you bastards. I'm down. <coughs> Say the word." All, all I know oh. is it's fairly destroyed. I'm gonna grab some. Yeah, of it. I'll, I'll try a little bit of that too. I always oh, like my, my mm. cookie and chocolate. Oh, I don't do. Oh wait. Oh, oh my god. Oh, Jonas it's a sugar wife. cookie wrapped in chocolate. Oh. Those, those are awesome. Oh, mm, oh yeah. No, it's oh, like it's like the wafer those, cookies. Those yeah, those, wafer cookies. Yeah, yeah, there's wafer sugar cookies. Yeah. yeah. What are they, what are they called? I, lo- I love those. Um, what are those called? There's a couple different names. The ones are like he- they, like, they look like waffle. Yeah, yeah. But they're stacked ones, and, and they just have like a cream filling inside. <laughs> those things, hmm. but with chocolate around it. Yeah. All I can say is it's though. really good. I didn't eat dinner before I came over because yeah. I'm just like, okay. It's funny because it's like all the same type of in, of elements, but it tastes so different than the American ones. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would have been interesting to taste that before it got ravaged yeah. by 100 degree weather. Yeah. Do you think it would change it that much? Really? Well, it, it, it yeah, it's, it, it, it's not intact. Yeah, and you don't well. have the you don't have the satisfying crunch to biting right. into this cookie chocolate. Yeah. <coughs> draped in chocolate. And they probably actually use like real sugar in this instead of like corn syrup. Yeah, probably. That's probably why it's good. No, it's made the, by, only, the, the other thing. Made by Nestle, the other thing we have to open is the is the soda. Oh no, there's still well. Don't they have laws against so that. So we probably don't know if you want to really to open this, but there is. Uh, oh, that was actually open. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, wrapped in something, and it was open. I, it, it might be okay. Lingonberry? It's, it's preserves. Yeah, it's lingonberry preserves. That's probably all right. Open it and smell it. And to be fair, the... the, the Is there anything growing on top? No, I No, I think it's fine. I don't think rotten fruit will kill you. It might give you the diarrhea, but it won't kill What's you. What's on this? Rotten fish will kill you. Yeah, you're all going to die. Uh, all y'all. All y'all are going to die. Age will kill you, too. Gotta die from something. But what is it Valeria says? Do you want to live forever? Well, yeah, but I don't want to die by fish. Like, yeah, there's different ways to die that are more heroic, right? You know. So this is the lingonberry preserve. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, grew up with lingonberry. I actually know what that tastes like. It's yeah, good. I've had it too. It's really good. Yeah. Mm. Are we gonna try the soda? The cock soda. Yeah, it has um, a giant rooster. Two of them. Has anybody seen my cock? It's rooster flavored soda. Um, eggs on it. <laughs> it's made with real rooster. It has Easter eggs on it. It's delicious. It's cock pop. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that? Wasn't that a real a a failed show. TV right, series? Yeah, was that like, <laughs> yeah, cock pop? Yeah. And they were all like, yeah. there was, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, cop, it was cop rock. But cop yeah. rock. Yeah, but it. cock pop was the <laughs> and it got animal off, farm version. It got right. laughed off the air, and then Glee hit it huge. So go figure. Well, that would sit in the school, though, right? right. Like, Not a police guess, department. I guess. Right. Cops don't <laughs> sing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, a GM confession from Ryan. I'll read while you distribute the cop. Confessione. Rings. <coughs> Kimmy's like, I'm just drinking out of a bottle. Well, there's nothing to drink out of, yeah. Is I'm it good? Glasses. Yeah, it's like soda. Does it taste like cock? No. Stool, no. I know. No. <laughs> Nobody forced her to say that, no. but I just want to go on record that she actually... That is an unusual flavor, but has, it is not poultry-like at all. No. All right. <laughs> what is that? It gets good, though, huh? But what is it? It's cock pop. Cock pop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys want some cock pop? <laughs> How about a nice Hawaiian punch? Right in the cock pop. <laughs> That's it's potskmust. It's, is it prune? <coughs> Something in there. Prune. Oh, this would be great with the fish. Oh, wow, boom. <laughs> no, it's good. It's very subtle. Oh, yeah. It's got a little fruit flavor mm-hmm. to it. It's not like Dr. Pepper, which has definitely kind of got a prune thing going on. This no. is something else. Sarsaparilla, maybe? No. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Not sarsaparilla. Is it licorice? No. Because it's kind of got that dry no, licorice. No, like it's like a berry. Hmm. Juniper? No. No, like a like strawberry or raspberry or... Mm. It's got an ingredient list. Here, is that because you tried the thing first? Before I, before I dump this on no, What thing? The lid? The okay. cheese? No. no, didn't you try the preserves first? Maybe that's why it's bringing no, out the... No, I didn't have any preserves. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The cheese stands alone. No, let's do it. Check it out. <laughs> still, still, I mean, uh, Stork will read it. The cheese All right, a GM confession from Ryan. Greetings! I have been <laughs> running 5E for my in-person group for nearly a year. But starting off, we had several problems with player reliability. I decreed that if anyone was so uninvested that they would not respond to group messages for scheduling in a reasonably timely manner, or if we were short one or more players, then we would play something else, games on demand style. It does have corn syrup. Oh. It says here, it's a... Cock syrup. Maltron from corn, K-O-R-N. But it also has... uh, From the band. What's the name of it? Soccer. They want me to type it in the chat room. They're going to Google it. Paskmus. P-A with an umlaut. S-K-M-U-S-T here. That's the backwards one. Show it to this one. Yeah, great. 
Right, but put in the chat room. Posthumously. Uh, <coughs> 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 uh, barring extenuating circumstances, if it wasn't worth their time to communicate with the rest of the group, then it certainly wasn't worth my time to prep a session for them. Plus, this provided me with a welcome opportunity to run something other than D&D. It only took a couple of these sessions before we landed on Dungeon World. We started things off with their characters on the Executioner's platform in a prison yard. We ended with them walking out of said prison with several piles of dead bodies behind them and a couple of hostages in tow. It was an enjoyable but straightforward one-off, and I figured that we would move on to something else next time. The next non-D&D session, however, they requested that we play Dungeon World again, so we had to figure out why their characters were up for execution in the first place. The characters in the D&D campaign are participating in a resistance effort against an invading dwarven army by retrieving ancient elemental artifacts before they are collected by the elite black op teams working for the dwarves. That's kind of cool, little black op dwarves. Yeah, I don't dig that. We decided that the Dungeon World characters are one of the elite guard teams and have been caught in an infiltration attempt. Dun dun dun. Excellent. I dig that. Yeah. A little crossover. Uh, yeah. This presents two rather obvious problems. First, it would certainly be preferable for the bad guys to collect all four artifacts and for the good guys in the nick of time to stop the demon summoning ritual for which they're to be used. Therefore, I need the good D&D party to fail at keeping the artifacts away from the dwarves. Since these artifacts are mythical, like Thor's hammer or the Spear of Destiny, I handed the first artifact uh, by having each party follow a different lead, the evil Dungeon World party's lead being the viable one. Uh, I might have the good D&D party retrieve one of the other artifacts and have it stolen from resistance leaders once it is transferred to them, but that leaves me with two other artifacts to figure out how to get the party to the end of the arc in a satisfying manner without any major successes. I suppose (coughs) we could just talk about it out of game, and consciously suspend that gratification impulse, but that seems less appealing than addressing the problem through the story. I can look for opportunities to give them smaller victories, but I worry they will still be overly frustrated by the end of things. What thoughts do you have on keeping them just frustrated enough to make the end game all more satisfying without <coughs> attracting too much from the enjoyment of getting there? We want to answer that? Or yes. Ready? Okay, let's go there. you got to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to give them... They need at least small successes. Mm-hmm. If you give them no success after no success after no success, Stork knows the game I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It gets really tiring. And yeah. they, they need to have something. So maybe it's there's maybe it started out the, the the black ops team. There were five of them, and they four of them got away with the artifact. But now they have a hostage, or, or not a hostage, but right. someone they can interrogate. You know, or maybe one of the artifacts there. They have to make the choice. Do they take? Do they get the artifact, or do they save someone? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so, if they are like, we have to save this person, that gives them not only the satisfaction of having saved someone, but maybe that gives them some big boon as well. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like you can, you can, like it's the 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 princess or something. Mm-hmm. And right. so then the king is going to give them this really big boon. It's going to help them. Right. They have to have they have to have meaningful victories that are short of the of actually getting the thing. Right. Right. If okay, so the bad guys need to have all four of these artifacts, right? In order to summon the demon. So all the PCs need to do is just keep one of them away from them and they will come after them. Or maybe there's more than four but you need four. Okay. <coughs> I'm just saying, my my point being that it, all I have to do is just get one of them 
and then the bad guys will come after them, and mm-hmm. so now now there's now there's definitely something you know rather than them just being frustrated trying to find the other three, mm-hmm. uh, the bad guys may have three. You have the last one. They have to come at you. But yeah. he's trying to get to the point where the bad guys have all four of them, and then the party comes in to di- to disrupt the demon summoning. S- demon right. Summon. I like the idea of that they get one, they hand it off, and then that's where it gets taken, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, gah! You know, like, we actually did our part right. Right. Which shows that it's, they're part of a bigger a bigger organization. That's smart. Um, it seems like you could... I mean, having them, having them make a choice, right, is really good. And in fact, if you did it where they, the first one the bad guys get, they get the second one, right? The third one is where they have to make some choice. And they're like, oh, well, look, we know we've got one. Let's save the princess, and yes, that one's going to go, but it's okay. Like, they can't do it because we've got one. Right? Right. And then that one gets stolen. Then they're like, oh, crap. Now the fourth one is super important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, I mean, you could even have that one, maybe that one, you're tying it where it's, it's a very close time frame where it's kind of a race to the fourth one. The bad guys get it just ahead of them, but then they're chasing them. Right? So it feels like it wasn't like, oh, we yeah. lost it. Now do we do? It's like right. this hot pursuit right up until kind of the last moment. Right. right. That might be a way to approach it. Um, so, which leads us to the second and perhaps more dif- more significant problem. The evil Dungeon World party went off in search of a second artifact, and when presented with a choice between <coughs> following leads to the remaining three, the good D&D party chose the same artifact. Even if I can manage to keep the parties from meeting during this adventure, they're going to have to face off at some point. Mm -hmm. Again, this confrontation would ideally occur at the climax of the arc. How would you suggest we approach the logistics of our group's opposing parties confronting each other, or themselves, or whatever, and in two different systems nonetheless? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You've uh, dug yourself a big hole here. Yeah. Or no, a challenge. It's a challenge. A challenge. So... Yeah. It seems like, and this is a lot of GM work, but I'll throw an idea out. Mm-hmm. Um, that you you translate the good guys into Dungeon World, <coughs> and you translate the bad guys into D anD. d Right. And then, basically, whichever game they meet in, right. That's the stats. That's you that, yeah. Then you go like so if they're if they're if they're the good guys, right? You're like, oh great, and then boom, you have all the bad guys right. there, right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, you could in a in an off session thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is maybe like the last thing you do, uh, like in the the penultimate game, they they've got the artifacts, they're starting the demon summoning ritual, and you ask the bad guys, okay, what are you doing for defenses? Like, have them write out and tell you this is how we're going to like keep the demon summoning mm-hmm. ritual going. Like, right. this is what we're going to do to defend it. And then if the next session is the D and D guys, it's like great, I'm playing them. I know what you guys are going to do. Because they've already told you what they would do, right? So Mm -hmm. they're kind of pre-playing by a proxy or something like that. Right. I mean, that's that's an idea. But then if it goes the other way, you'd have both sides say, like, well, this is what we would do to try to disrupt it. But it sounds like he doesn't want them to meet in the... Because they're now going after the same artifact. But he's saying, like, if I can can get around that... Oh, okay. Right? He goes, like, even if I can manage to keep the parties from meeting during the adventure, they're going to have to face off at some point. Right. Right. Right, so it's kind of like you just have to okay. know what they would do <coughs> so you can play them as NPCs. You're going to have to, because right. at some point, whatever system you're running, 
they're going to meet. So you're going to have to have a version of them in either in both systems. You right. have to. Yeah. You might as well do it now. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, or or do it when you know you're getting close because they might level right. and D well, yeah, or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, and I think that's the I, that's the only thing I can think to do because you don't want to try some weird cross system. It won't work on the fly conversion. That'd be completely strange. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to sit and do it ahead of time. Um, and the thing that's challenging is that they're the, that they're the same players. Yeah. Yes. There's some metagaming that you right. also have to. Yeah. If it was, <coughs> and they know, right? They yeah. know, they know that there's this is a crossover. Yeah. Yeah. If they didn't know this was a crossover, that would be fantastic. Right. Right. Yeah, like I mean, if some of them are from a different nationality and speak a different language, so all of the places have different names. Well, the artifacts right. have different names. Well, see, so it's kind of weird, right? It's like so, um, the evil party, the dungeon world party, went off in search of a second artifact, and then when presented with a choice between following the leads for the remaining three, the good party chose the same artifact. <coughs> right. Like, was it the same people that chose it? Like, are they trying to bring it to a head? I think oh, now, or did they Is have, the or did they have somebody else? Do it well. It well, some of them are the same because if they're missing yeah. someone, they play Dungeon World. Right. If they're Trap. missing people, right? And so maybe there is some different people, or maybe it's like, hey, um, the four of us made it, and we're playing the Dungeon World game. Uh, Stu, you're not in that one, but you're in the D and D game. What do you think we should go after? Right. right. Like you, you have to try to separate the right. knowledge base in any way that you can. You know, it, now if that it's not something like that, they're metagaming and yeah, stop it. We we yeah. did yeah. something. Wasn't nearly as radical as this, but we had a superhero game where it all took place in sort of the same shared universe. So when somebody wasn't there, somebody else would GM, and all of us would play these characters that all kind of bumped into each other. But it, but it wasn't this radical. It was two completely different systems. That's that's almost unworkable. I I think. Now, I mean, like we say, there are conversions out there, so you can make it work. But whew. yeah, it's it's going to be a chunk of work for you as the GM. But uh, but man, it could be an amazingly cool yeah. payoff, though. Yeah. Um. <coughs> the other thing you could do is because you have people playing in both, mm-hmm. right? Is you could say, okay, like you know, this is the session where it's going to happen, and whether it's you know, and you could even ask your players, okay, do you guys want to? Who, which side do you guys want to be? Right? The players are like, oh, we want to yeah. be the Dungeon World side, or we want to be the D and D side. Mm-hmm. Right? We want to be the guys, the bad guys. We be the bad guys. You pick Dungeon. You play Dungeon. Then you World. play Dungeon World, right? D and D. If they don't, yeah, but what if they don't agree? I want to play the good guy. I want to play the bad guy. That's fine. Great. So your party gets split. It's like, all right, you play okay, all the good you, guys. Yeah, you play so, all the well, yeah, it's like, okay, great. You're playing these characters, and you're playing. You guys are playing these characters. Okay, or you, could, you could split it that way. Sure. Yeah. And then right. the GM is playing all of the odd characters. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's playing the other stuff. Um, is that, yeah. Yeah. I still have to flip a coin for the system at that point. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's but that's it, it's really interesting, right? There could be some crazy stuff happening like that. Yeah. Or you would say, yeah, you flip a coin for the system, but if you've already done the conversion, you're like, great. Here's your heroes in Dungeon World. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Don't so. argue. That's <laughs> <I laughs> the way it works. I made yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, that's crazy. I, I'd love to know how that. Yeah, please ends. write back and please let us know us how that, that goes. Out, yeah. uh, finally, a GM <coughs> confession. Confession. Right. During the third Dungeon World session, the wizard failed a roll whilst attempting to cast invisibility on the cleric. I decided that it would be more interesting if the spell worked too well than if it simply didn't do anything. I informed the pair that the words spoken to cast a spell, you will not be seen, would apply literally, and the cleric would completely vanish from the party's location. This literal interpretation of the words of a failed spell would lead to an interesting result two sessions later when the wizard intoned, fuck all of you, to a group of enemies. But I digress. <laughs> oh dear. 
I sent the cleric to the temple of his youth, where he reconnected with his former teacher in the hope that some combination of wizardry and divine intervention would reunite the party while imposing a reasonable complication for the failed role. So far, so good, and I even had the teacher give the cleric a few magic items for the player's trouble. Unfortunately, that gesture was in vain, as the cleric died two sessions later, after the drider challenged and attacked the entire crew of a cargo ship that was providing them transport. Unfortunately, neither side's attempts at returning the cleric were particularly successful, and this is where I committed my unforced error. The wizard suggested that he would perform a ritual to reverse the spell, and my hope was to get him and the rest of the party quickly through their precarious situation and to a place where that could occur. 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 Two hours later, the cleric's player is playing games on his phone, and the rest of the party has obtained the first artifact and headed to a temple to perform the ritual. Oh, boy. As we ended, I apologized to the player, who was understanding, (coughs) and I immediately thought of about a half a dozen things I could have done that would have been better. Since then, I've certainly paid closer attention to shifting focus uh, around when the party splits, so learning experience Mm -hmm. and all. I hope that fair is going, went, well this year, and I sincerely thank you for your consistent and high-quality infotainment. Fuck all of you, Ryan. We'll play on the forum. Nice. Excellent. Now, this might make an interesting topic for later. It's like, what happens when somebody dies at the table and the rest of the party isn't? Doesn't? What do you yeah. do? Yeah. What do you do? That might make a better topic. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do when someone dies or gets killed gloriously or saving or his even daughter? Not. Or yeah. even not. Is there anything we didn't eat? Um, we had some of that. Oh, you've got that one, the green can. Uh, I, don't have a, I don't have a can opener. We'll uh, save that that's probably for the best. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yes. Oh, we didn't open these. It's the same one. It's the ballerinas, right? No, those are cho- all chocolate. These are all chocolate. Oh, we should I, open those. I think those are like the bottoms of these, because these have like the vanilla cookie on the top. Right. Oh, and then I the love chocolate ballerina bottoms. Ballerina bottoms. It was going to come up. You know that. They're all ballerinas. We're better than most. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. I don't know. The shop uh, I work in, it's Star Arena Bottom? Yes. <laughs> Why, thank you. They're uh, like stuck. the most delicious Oreos ever. Yep. Mm-mm. They're different. But they're... I they're like Swedish Oreos. With, with the creamy thing in the middle. But not like the sweet, pure sugar white. I know. Meal. Yeah, they're really... It's like so... Mm-hmm. Good. Wow. What did the, the chat room say is uh, the flavor of that soda yet? Do we know? Um, yeah, they looked it up. So, let's see. This is... See, they agree with me about ba- ballerina bottoms. <laughs> sure. <laughs> These are really good. It's from standing on point all the time. Yeah, I'm you sure. it's from? Yeah. Well, and they like... Yeah, they, they work hard. Right. They work for their... And they're a size 2 too. so... Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Is that really relevant to the conversation? Mm-hmm. So Swedes drink a lot of Julmas for Christmas. Julmas. It's a sweet, it's a sweet drink, resemb- kind of resembling root beer, um, but it's, it's. I guess it comes out just during Christmas, and like Coca-Cola sales drop to like fifty percent during Christmas when it's out because it's so popular. Uh, it was invented by Harry Roberts uh, in nineteen ten as an alternative to alcoholic beverages. Um, the ingredients. Are a well guarded secret, but we know from the sticker that it does contain barley and hops. Mm. What? Interesting. I did. did Indeed, the flavor there? does hint sweet, of sweetened beer, but without the alcohol. As for the spices, I sense cloves, but considering it has a taste, the, it has tasted the same since 1910. Right. I would guess most herbs and spices in the soft drink are less exotic. Oh, maltarum well, with malt from corn. Hmm. I don't know. That's what the article they sent said. 
Now I want to see if that's clove that I was tasting. Ooh. And the picture of the other, I think it's a different brand. But oh, There's two seasons, I think. I don't know. Because Dave looked it up. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe wow. the one they, the, so what, the picture the and the article oh, this is, is yeah. a rooster pulling a, um, a cart of kids like in a sled. No, yeah, this has got to be an Easter one, right, because it's mm-hmm. eggs. So this is the other holiday. So this probably has rabbit. <laughs> in it, then that's probably what I right. taste is mm-hmm. uh, a little rabbit in the mm-hmm. sauce. Maybe it's, it's hair or duckling, right? Hair has, has duckling, it. cock and duckling, right? The cock and duckling. It was it, a fine pub I went to in right. Snobbingham. <laughs> Fascinating! Yeah. Wow! Thank you for the uh, Swedish feast. Oh my God! Well, this is the original <laughs> recipe. I'm heady from 1910. It says. Mm-hmm. Wow. Are we going to uh, recipient it uh, from the 1910? Yeah. You can figure this stuff Your out. Your Swedish is getting better. Well, it, the weird thing is that <laughs> the last ten it's, minutes. it's similar to <coughs> English. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm feeling more Swedish just eating yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The letters all, all look this, the same. Put all this fish under my arm. I'll be fine tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to guess my blood sugar is going to be about 270. <laughs> Have some more salt, right? That helps, right? <laughs> no. I kind of <laughs> need one of those, like, rye crackers. because No, no, God, no. No more, no no, more sweets. No sweets. I'm just like... Yeah. Oofta. Oofta. <laughs> right, I think. Now, should I t- take some of these out to fair? The co- the yeah. Take a bunch of it. Or should we just hoard them here? Hoard them here. No, because. Uh, hoard them here? No, leave, no leave you guys will be gone party. all weekend, leave and I'll weekend. sit here and I'll eat them all tomorrow. You won't eat these. You won't eat these. Oofta, bata, do, kimi, That will, like, so be me. Kimi's going to, like, she's going to have the. The ballerinas, like up on a string, at the end, and she's like be running. Like I'm like I'm, oh, I gotta go to work out. I gotta get to home. Oh my god, so good. They're telling us to put more ballerinas in our mouths. Sound advice. I like yeah. our chat room. That's, yeah, I'm yeah. good. All right. It's the only ballerina I can put in my Let's mouth and not get arrested. Uh, right. We do have some stuff though. Um, stuff. Saturday. Stuff. Tomorrow. We are having a for international tabletop. For, day. Yes, for International Tabletop Day, we are having two games back to back. Two games, the appropriate, <coughs> the dramatically appropriate. Amount. Yes, um, both powered by the Apocalypse Games. It's kind of a powered by the Apocalypse Marathon, if you would. Uh, One p.m. tomorrow, uh, Pacific Daylight Savings Time. Um, we are having masks run by Jason, who plays in our mask uh, right. actual play. So he plays. Um, uh, zero. Mm-hmm. Jason, so not Jib? Yeah. Jib runs Jib is the running, game. Right. Jib, not Jason. Stop. No, because there's a Jason. Okay, Jason yes. Mills. Jib, oh, there's a Jason. Jib is Jib. Yes. He has no other name. All right. So Jason is Jason. All right. Are you saying Jib's name is Jason? Is I'm it? just confused. Yeah. Why don't we just call the other one Mohawk and then we don't have to worry about it? <laughs> right. Hawk. F-N-G. Just call him Hawk. Hey, Hawk. Because that sounds like. He's like a cool character gang from shit. the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's a name yeah, from Oh, by the way, having, having watched the Masks mm-hmm. game and uh, the character gen session of, yeah. of uh, Desert Despair, his favorite phrase, if I was going to start, I'm going to start working my Jason impersonation, <laughs> is like, no, that's all good. You know, it's fine. Yeah, everything's going to be, no, it's fine. That's it's, how, it's probably fine. Okay. It's, it's probably okay. It's, it's probably, okay. Fine. It's probably okay. fine. It's That's fine. why his Twitter handle is probably okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> probably right. fine. Like, yeah. it's, but it's, and it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, oh, right. So, uh, this dragon comes up and it bites up your leg. Oh, it's, no, it's fine. It's probably, it's, it's, probably, it's, okay. it's probably okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's supposed to be that way. It's, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> yes. It totally is. 
Um, anyway, so he's running masks from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, we have some new faces coming in for that game, so tune in and meet some new people. And we're bringing back some um, some old Happy Jacks people as well in that tomorrow afternoon. Um, and then we have Spirit of 77 run by Monkey Fun Studios, Dave Kizay, um, who invented that <coughs> and made it. And so he's coming, and the guy who, who created it is running it for us. And again, we have some cool new faces. Angie, if you ever remember Angie, he's coming back um, for that. Don't want to break my doors. Yeah, no, please, God. And uh, <laughs> so, and that game will be running from about five thirty to knowing Dave all night. Right. right. I'll, I will be home. You guys okay. still still be playing. Yeah. I play Spirit of Seventy Seven. It's Dave at his best, and that's yeah. basically how we met him. Was that is how we met him. I, yeah. I played in a Spirit of Seventy Seven game, and I came back. I was like, Oh my God! I just played this amazing game with an incredible GM. He's this so invested. Fantastic. Yeah. He's so in. So it should um, be an amazing day tomorrow. Gaming, Power of the Apocalypse, all afternoon. Tune in. Hang out. It will. They'll both be podcasts also, so yep. eventually they'll be out too. If you're listening to this at home, you're probably listening to this after tomorrow. So, and then we have uh, our normal schedule Sunday afternoon, starting at 5 p.m. Yes, 5 p.m. We have uh, Desert of Despair, which is our D and D game, and then Monday is Tomorrow Legion. I yep. believe. Yes. Yeah, it is. And are we going to try the thing? Legion. Have we talked about that? Which thing? What thing? Because I'm going to be gone, but we oh. talked about maybe trying oh, to yeah. Skype me in or something uh, weird. Um, um, or I can watch it on Twitch. <coughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I and tell you what do, I do. I, I don't have know. To do some serious routing for that to happen. Okay. And you I mean, have a weekend. I don't to do know it. when I'm going to. Well, yeah. And where well, am I? We're there. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. So uh, we'll I don't figure know. something out. We'll bring something out, or I, or I'll just be because I'm tra- I'm traveling. I can't. Okay. Yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm out. Of we town. could just you could put you in like a like like a. We, iPad and we could. We talked about that. We like I could Skype in on an iPad. That's what Dave and I first thought of. Was like we'll what just if put I a camera. The problem is the, sa- the problem is there. sound. We'll right. just put a camera and a mic right. But next that's to the what iPad. I was saying is if you, could you run this the mic cable? I don't know from that's the, what from, I have the to ear, fig- from the ear out in. That's what I have board. to figure out. Because if we can do that, then Bob's your uncle. It's more it's more complicated than that because then I, then I have to yeah. have a bunch of mixed minuses. Espe- well, yeah, especially for the board. Like not, we'd probably hear it fine for the stream, but then the the board would be that's, weird. That's where the problems come. Yeah. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. I know it's doable. I don't know if I have the time to do it between now or. What if you just put the mic next to the speaker on the that could that might be that might iPad. that might work? I, I would know if that would work right away. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Whatever. Um, um, he told me. Tune in Monday. There's going to be wackiness. Yeah. And Wednesday we're painting minis. Yes. And next Wednesday we have our second try at Prime Time where we're painting miniatures. And talking bullshit. And talking about whatever the hell we want. People seem to really like it. Because you guys are pissing people off by defining... Yeah, Stu's prepared. He watched uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. So that he and I can debate about it. He liked it. Oh, I thought that was not going to be defining art. Yeah. It ain't. No, it has nothing to do with art. We just argue about stuff while we paint stuff. Okay, that's good. It's super fun. What's her Um, name's butt was art. Really? Yeah. Harley Quinn? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really, that's where you went? Yeah. Really? (laughs) After the ballerina comment, that's fine. <laughs> wow, you need to get laid. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm just saying. Tune in. It should be a really great argument. Yeah, it's amazing. good. Just wait. Right. Just wait. Oh, and thank you to EasyRollerDice.com yes. for yes, sponsoring this episode. Woo! Always. Don't forget to, you can get your uh, metal dice at a massive 15% discount. No. Sale 15 is your coupon code at checkout. And I'm going to end it here. Goodbye. It occurs to me I don't have a. We're listeners of Happy.
Thank you for joining us for Season 19, Episode 6 of Happy Jack Jeopardy Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. I am Birja Babaran. I'm uh, Birja Babaran adjacent. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time, next Friday. Happy Jacks.org slash Twitch. Happy Jacks.org slash Live. Happy Jacks.org slash YouTube. Whatever you want. doesn't matter. You're going to get us there anyway. Thank you very much. Leave the song.
Goodbye, Merchant Lurkin, I'm sick and tired of 